money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. And uh, welcome everybody. I'm going to talk about several different methods that you can use to make money in today's Texas market. This presentation is sponsored by the Texas RIAs. If you are online and you are on GoToWebinar, you are live. If you are on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook Live, you may or may not be live, but you're more than welcome to join us at an upcoming live meeting by simply going to TexasRIAs.com forward slash live. So what is Texas RIAs? The largest by far network of real estate investor associations in the great state of Texas. Uh, and then why do you care and why does that matter? Well, the reason that matters is because real estate is local. Laws are local. Contracts are local. Contractors are local. Buyers and sellers, local. Neighborhoods, houses, all local. There's 30,000 books and tapes and seminars that teach people how to invest in real estate. And YouTube videos that talk about how to invest in real estate, they all talk about how to do it anywhere. Well, how to do it anywhere is how to do it at 30,000 feet. But real estate is not actually bought and sold at 30,000 feet. Real estate is bought and sold at zero feet. So if you want to know what laws apply here and which contracts to use here, which neighbors to invest in here, and what strategies work here, and how to make money here, where do you get all that? You get that at your local real estate investor association. And my job is to make you all into educating, contributing members of this community. So why am I here? Well, I do appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys today. Your time is valuable. I'm going to repay you for your valuable time by sharing some very valuable training and information with you. I'll tell you a little bit about how I got here. In 2003, I went from working in a 9-to-5 job that by then I hated to eventually making over a million dollars a year investing in real estate. I've been doing that for many, 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 many going on 20 years now. And over the next, oh, maybe up to 90 minutes, I'll tell you a little bit about what I learned and what I did right. And I'm also going to tell you what I did wrong. Because the best way to learn is not from your mistakes. It's from what? Other people's mistakes. Yeah, experience is the toughest teacher there is. You get the test first, and then you get the lesson after. Trust me, that's not how you want to learn how to invest in real estate. So what are we going to learn today? Well, how about nine different strategies to make money in big chunks? Sounds good, doesn't it? I'm not here to sound good. I'm here to teach you. So real estate, let me teach you something. The beauty of real estate is it's what we call a transaction-based business. It's, it's transaction-based. You do this, 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 you get a check. You do this, 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 you get another check. Most people make money in a job. The problem with a job is a job is fundamentally an exchange of time for money. It doesn't scale. The, the reason you can't get wealthy in a job is there's only so much time you can exchange, right? So many hours in a week, month, year, literally only so many hours left of you of the rest of your life that you can exchange for money with a job. But real estate is transaction-based. You do this, 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 you get a check. You do this, 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 you get a check. And when you learn how to do these transactions the right way through leverage, there's literally no limit to the number of transactions that you can do. You can use other people's money and other people's time and money and resource and knowledge. And if you do that and split profits, for example, or, or, or pay for the money you're borrowing or whatever, I mean, it scales to an infinite degree. In fact, I'm going to teach you many strategies you can use, even with little or no money and no credit. I'm going to teach you how to buy houses, even with no money and no credit. And, and whether you have money or not, guess what? You don't have enough, not even close. Everybody thinks, oh, you need money. No, you don't need money. If you have money, it doesn't help anyway, because no matter how much you have, it's not going to be enough. You got a half a million dollars in your checking account? Great, good for you. Go buy a house. 
Okay, now you're done. Yep, that was it. Can't buy another house until we sell that house. Well, that doesn't scale. No, 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 no. You have to be prepared in this business to buy any property at any time at any price because you have no idea what that incredible opportunity that just pops up tomorrow is going to look like. It could be the opportunity of a lifetime, so you better get comfortable using other people's money. You can't be everywhere at once. You don't know everything. You don't have an unlimited amount of resources, but actually that's not quite true because collectively working with others, leverage, you actually can be everywhere at once and you actually do have an infinite set of resources. And once you adopt that mindset, we call that the abundance mindset, and you start to realize that by collaboration and working and leverage, you can scale this to an infinite degree. And then you start to realize what I figured out a long time ago, I can make a lot more money. I don't mean a little more money. I mean a lot more money getting 50% of a thousand deals and a hundred percent of five deals. And we call that the abundance mindset. We're going to learn how to turn even a small IRA into millions of dollars tax-free. I'm going to demonstrate that right before your eyes. I think you'll be impressed. How about how to acquire $10 million in rental properties with little or no money and no credit? I actually own over $30 million worth of properties, almost all here in Austin. Now, if I wanted to go buy $30 million worth of houses, traditionally, think about it. I'd have to put down 20% every time I bought a house. I'd have to be a multi-multi-multi-multi-millionaire just to become a millionaire. Well, I wasn't a millionaire when I was sitting in these chairs 20 years ago starting to invest in real estate. So how in the world was I able to acquire a portfolio of $30 million worth of houses? Well, I had to figure out a different way to buy houses. I had to figure out how to buy houses even with little or no money and no credit. And once you learn how to buy houses with little or no money and no credit, then how many houses can you buy? All of them. How many would you like to buy? All of them. You know, every time I ask a question, if you say all of them, you're probably going to get it right. So a little tip. Yeah, so I'm going to teach you this trick as well, and it's probably my best trick, so I think you're going to like that a lot. Oh, say, okay, okay, great. So then how come everybody doesn't make a million dollars a year investing in real estate? Well, there are some problems. So what are some of the problems? Uh, fear is a big problem. A lot of people are just afraid to do this. I was scared to death. I was literally sitting in these same chairs. This is the RIA within Texas RIAs that I joined literally 20 years ago. 20 years ago... I'm coming up right on my 20th anniversary. I was literally sitting in the same chairs that you guys are right now. And I'll tell you, when I found that first deal, I was scared. I'm afraid I'm going to lose money. I'm afraid it's risky. I'm afraid I'm going to fill out a contract, talk to somebody. Fear paralyzes a lot of people right at the starting blocks. Next problem, finding deals. Good deals are hard to find. It's the hardest part of this business. Anybody that tells you good deals are easy to find is either a liar or a fool. The hardest thing about this business is finding the deals. But I'm going to teach you where to look, and it's probably not where you think. Uh, and then finally, doing deals. What I love most about being a real estate investor is there's so many ways to do this. Incredible numbers of ways to do this. I'm going to teach you a whole bunch of different ways to do this, stuff you're not going to learn watching YouTube videos or HGTV. So for most people, these are the problems. Most people honestly never get past these problems. But here's the good news. This is exactly why real estate investor associations were created. Local, deeply resourced, long-existing networks, communities of people working together, collaborating, sharing special knowledge, uh, and helping people get started and get past all of these problems. So I'm going to help you guys get past all of these problems exactly the same way that this very RIA helped me when I was sitting in these very chairs literally 20 years ago. So, a uh, little disclaimer. Let me take a deep breath for this. This subject matters for educational purposes only. We're not lawyers, CPAs, financial planners, etc. You should always have your contracts, taxes, business plans, etc. reviewed by an attorney and or financial advisor before completing any real estate transactions. 
Government regulations also require that I disclose that the results that I discuss are not typical results. I am an action taker and have achieved remarkable results, and the investors I talk about are action takers and not your typical average people. I believe average people don't take any action and don't get any results. Only you can decide if you're going to be a typical average person or an above average action taker. You know, here in Texas, we have a saying that kind of sums this all up. And the saying is, all hat and no... Anybody here from Texas? Cattle. What does that mean? Everybody says they're going to roll up their sleeves. Everybody says they're going to go out and do something. But most people, at the end of the day, they go out and do what? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Probably heard of the 80-20 rule. 20% of the people pretty much make all the money in the world. I think in real estate investing, is more like the 95-5 rule. It's like 5% of people invest in real estate. But the ones that invest, they don't just make money. They make gobs of money. Incredible amounts of money. Do you guys know that almost 80% of the millionaires in this country got there all or in part through investing in real estate? Let me translate that for you. Do you know it's really, really hard to become a millionaire not investing in real estate? But you can't be all hat and no cattle. You do have to roll up your sleeves. You do have to take action, right? Do something. How many of you have owned a house for the last two or three years? Raise your hand if you own a house for the last year. Oh, nice. You're a lot richer than you were two or three years ago, aren't you? A lot. Yeah. What if you had five? What if you had 20? What if you had 200? Then how much richer would you be? Do the math. That's a nice little program to run in your brain. Yeah, yeah. That, and you can. Anybody can. I'm going to show you how. Any of you who want 200 houses, I'm going to show you how to buy 200 houses, maybe with the money you have in your pocket right now. So, <clears throat> fear. Let's talk about fear. A lot of people are just afraid to do this. I was scared to death. I get it. Uh, but you know what? Uh, we can help with that. If this seems a little scary, I get it. I can relate. I can help. In fact, I actually sponsor a show where every single week, here's something we do that's pretty cool. We literally take one of you. We take somebody in our network and we feature them. We interview them. And the show is called Houses Flipping People. Most of the shows are called People Flipping Houses. Well, this is about people flipping houses, but the people got flipped too because their lives became completely transformed from becoming real estate investors. And every single week, I can point to somebody that I typically turned into a millionaire or multimillionaire. I don't know anybody else anywhere, honestly, no matter how big their name is, I don't know somebody that can point to somebody once a week, millionaire, 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 and these are all people just like you, sat in the same chairs, went through the exact same training, uh, and their lives became transformed. I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, Flavia, single mom, uh, owned a bakery, uh, had a problem. We've got a pandemic, right? Washed her bakery, just like that. Single mom needs to make money doing something. She comes here. She says, help, I need to make money quick doing something else. Taught her how to flip houses. Flipped 15 houses. She's never going back to that bakery. Uh, Jeff came to us, and he said, I got a double whammy. Uh, last week, I got divorced, and I lost my job at the same time. I need, to, I need, I need a plan A, a plan B, right? A new plan A. Uh, I said, no problem. Teach me how to flip houses. Made $500,000 in his very first year as a real estate investor. Uh, never going back to that job or that, that uh, wife. Uh, Mike and Vanessa, uh, they were contractors, general contractors, uh, which means they work for real estate investors. They renovated some of my houses and other people in the network. And then they noticed that, you know, they said, well, every time we help somebody renovate a house, we notice that the investor makes a lot of money, right? And we make a little money, but the investor seems to make a lot of money. We want to be the investor. How do we do that? So I taught them how to fix and flip houses as the investor, not just as the contractor. And in their first year after I taught them, um, they actually only renovated one house. They, they, only, they only got one, one project done in the first year. 
Uh, Olivia, how much money did they make on that one project they did? Only $2 million, guys. Only $2 million net profit. And it was gross, right here in Austin, Terrytown. Yeah, they bought a little house in Terrytown for $900,000, pretty much ripped it down to the studs, uh, rebuilt it, sold it for $5.9 million, not bad. Uh, netted after all expense, 100% finance with this network, with private money in this network. Uh, all the people and resources came from this network, made $2 million. So if you're only going to do one deal a year, how about you make $2 million net profit on that one deal a year? So we actually have the uh, host of our show, uh, Olivia, here. And Olivia, can you tell everybody a little bit about the show and about the, the, the people in the show? Yes, of course. So everybody that you see right here is people that learn everything right here on this classroom with Phil and Shanoa Group. And, and move a little closer. You're a little off. Here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so and I travel between Austin, Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio, and I interview an investor every single weekend. How much have their lives been transformed? Not just being transformed a little bit, but their family, their neighborhood, their friends. They are helping, giving back to the community every single day. So... All this because of this network that Phil and Chanel that have been creating for the past only 20 years. Yeah. Well, so, and I'll tell you a few more stories. Huberto, uh, engineering student right here in Austin. Uh, Olivia went and interviewed him uh, on his first project. He was making $300,000 profit on his very first deal. Not bad, but the really cool part of the story is she says, Huberto, do you have any other projects you're, you're, you've gotten started? He's like, yeah, I've actually just purchased 24 other houses I'm about to renovate. Not bad. Chris came to us, and she did something I think is pretty smart getting started. You know, most people, when they want to get started, they watch some YouTube videos, they read some book, they say, honey, let's go flip a house. They try to figure it out on their own, more or less. Sometimes they make money, sometimes they don't. Well, Chris did something different. Instead of all that, she decided to partner on her first deal with somebody who did hundreds of deals before. She leveraged that person's money and network and experience, and then she split the profits. Now, I know what everybody's thinking, because everybody always says the same thing. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would an experienced multimillionaire real estate investor want to partner with a rookie? Why would they do that? Well, I'm going to share with you a fact of life. This is a fact of life. If you ever want to do business with somebody operating at a higher business stature than you, you're going to have to help them before they're going to help you. That's just how life works. I'm sorry. Life's not fair. Get over it. Okay. And so anyway, how in the world could you get a multimillionaire real estate investor to want to help you by bringing them a money-making deal? And that's exactly what Chris brought to me. So she brings me this deal. She's like, what do you think of this deal? I said, that is a money-making deal. And then she said, would you partner on the deal with me? I said, for half the profits, heck yes. I get half the profits. I'm happy. She learns how to do it the right way while leveraging my experience, my power teams, my money. She's happy. Uh, we're both happy. And then she's gone on and done several more deals since then. Uh, Carlos, petroleum engineer in Houston, was tired of doing that, taught him how to flip houses. He flipped over 100 houses, 50 just last year. Uh, Elizabeth down in San Antonio is climbing the corporate ladder, marketing manager in middle uh, middle management, middle America. Uh, she's like, you know, I'm just burned out of this stuff. And, and I taught her how to flip houses. I don't know how many houses she flipped, but I remember during the interview, Olivia said, Elizabeth, how much have you made from what Phil taught you flipping houses? She's like, well, I have $6.7 million in my bank right now. Not bad. Uh, buddy, uh, an insurance adjuster, State Farm, right here in Austin. Uh, got tired of doing that, taught him how to flip houses, flipped 150 houses. Not one, not two, not 10, 150 right here in Austin. 
Uh, we got a car salesman that flipped 60 houses. Eddie, he came to us from Los Angeles. He was a film producer. And he, he started having a family. He says, I don't want to live in Los Angeles, right? I, I, I just don't like the culture there. I want to live in Texas, raise my family in Texas. So he moves to Texas, but the problem is we're not making a lot of films here in Texas. So he needs to go make some money doing something, not film. And I taught him how to flip houses, flipped over 100 houses. And during the interview, Olivia says, Eddie, how much money have you made from what Phil taught you flipping houses? He's like, I've made a lot of money. I said, okay, come on, just, can, you, can you just like tell like how much money, like how much is a lot of money? Like, well, I can't give you an exact number, but I can tell you my net worth is now more than $10 million. Thank you very much. We have firefighters, football players every single week, right? We put somebody in here, uh, on here, uh, whose life has been completely transformed. So, so subscribe to the show. You're going to get educated. You're going to get uh, inspired. You're going to meet people in your network that may end up being partners to you, lenders, borrowers. That's how all of this works. And uh, Olivia, thank you for hosting the show. And Olivia, you are also a real estate investor whose life has been transformed uh, from, uh, from, from, from this network and from yeah. real estate. Uh, you came to us a couple of years ago, and I remember you came to one of these RIA meetings, and you said to me, I don't think real estate is, is for me. Is, is going to work for me. What, 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 tell, tell us why and, and where were you at that point in your life? Uh, so I was living in Round Rock and I uh, have about $50,000 in my credit cards. And uh, so I was looking for a place to live. I was going through one of the hardest parts in my life, I would say, uh, going through a divorce. And uh, born and raised in Brazil, in the middle of the Amazon, with no infrastructure. I cannot say. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I tried that word yesterday, didn't work, and now today again. So, uh, but anyway, I did not got educated for real estate investing growing up whatsoever. So, and when I came to this event, everything sounds great. But I said I need to go back at my life together, and then come back in in a few yeah. years. You said and I don't have any money. No money. I said don't worry about it. You say, you don't understand. I have $50,000 in debt. Not only and not even no money, but like negative money. I said, yeah. don't worry about it. You said, I don't have a home. I'm not even sure I can qualify to rent something. I said, yep. don't worry about it. I said, I'm going through a divorce. I got two kids to feed. I got to go do something. I said, don't worry about it. Yeah. You said, I don't have a license. I don't have a license. Most people don't have a license. I you don't, know, don't have a license to be a real estate investor. So yeah. don't worry about it. Uh, and you say, I just don't, I don't see how this is going to work. And I said, come get some training. I'm going to show you how it's going to work. So, so you came to our three-day workshop. Yeah, so I didn't have much to lose, as you can hear him. So uh, at that point, I'm like, well, if this millionaire, multimillionaire is telling me there is hope for me here that I don't need just to go to church, try. I'm going to come to the three-day workshop. Of course, I didn't have much going on at that point in my calendar. So I did show up at the event, and it did transform my life, and that's why well, I'm standing happened? here. So what did you do to, to, to get your first deal? Uh, so I do live, I do love high heels. I still do. Uh, I went door knocking because one of the strategies that he does teach is you can actually do marketing without of no money. You, you and can it's literally 100%. knock on doors. It's free. Yes. It's not for everybody. Some people hate it. If you have money, you can use your money and don't have to do that. But for some people, they love it. Or if you don't have any money, it's one of the many things you can what do, do you have to, to, lose? to get a deal. So you knock them some doors. Yes. Yeah, so you read a script. Yeah. Right? And then you got a guy to sign a contract. Who was the guy? Yeah. So Emmanuel was a gentleman that was going through the foreclosure and he was struggling. He was going to lose his house and he was very good that I was there. And I got the house on the contract. And then 
I came here like I now I have this paper that is signed that I didn't know much. It's still at that point I but came back to them. I did got the signature and the date and a few other things that I don't remember much. But I got the contract signed and I came back to the network like, hey, I have this contract. Who wants to buy? Yeah, you posted it to the network. Yes. And what happened? I got ten thousand dollars on that particular contract. So you yes. sold your contract for ten thousand. Yes. And then after you made that ten thousand, what do you think? How many more doors can I go door knock? So there <laughs> is on. hundreds it's and on. hundreds of doors. So, to go door and that's knock. how most people think. This is all like theoretical. It's all rainbows yeah. and lollipops until you get the check, and then it's like, oh, that worked, mm-hmm. right? You did this, this, this. It's got true. A check. Now we just got to do this, 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 and this again. Okay. Yes. So we got to get back to the presentation. Yes, but sir. Flash forward uh, today. Do you own a home today? Yes. Yeah, so today I live on West Lake. Go figure for someone who is completely homeless. Uh, so I have my own home, homestead in West Lake. My boys go to West Lake. Best school uh, in Austin. Yeah, yes. And uh, I own fix and flip. I do own buying holds. So I do have to say my life has been 100% transformed. You have any credit card debt? Now everything is paid off and I actually am positive on my bank account. So, so would you tell everybody how much money you got in your bank account? Over a hundred k, Phil. Yes, so I'm very proud to <laughs> say that for that, the so. first time in my life, I have over a hundred k in my bank account that I'm looking for another property to invest. So that's where that money is going to go. All right. So well, not thank shopping. you, and thank you so, so much for hosting the show. And we're glad we were able to help you. It's and great. thank you for bringing this back to the community as yeah. well. So well, thank it. you, thank you, guys. So. The takeaway from all of that is please subscribe to the show, get educated, invest in real estate, have your life transformed. And I don't want to hear any of these excuses. You're afraid we can help you. It's a lot less scary to do this when you're doing it with other people, especially other people in a local community. So I'm going to cross out the fear. Okay, so let's get into this presentation. My first day in real estate, by the way, uh, was December 15, 2003. That's actually the day I did my very first deal. I'm coming up on my 20th anniversary. I've been involved in over 1,200 deals since then. These are some of the houses that I flipped. I'm not going to go through all these because that would take a while. But I do approximately a real estate transaction a week in some shape, form, variety, or another. And what that does is it creates money in big chunks. Now, that sounds good, doesn't it? Money in big chunks. But I'm not here to sound good. Okay, I'm here to teach you. How does this work? Okay, fundamentally, the way this business works is as follows. We do things, okay, to get people with problems to call us, to find people with problems. So what kind of problems? They have a house they don't want, a mortgage they can't afford, uh, a, a, a property they need to get rid of, they're moving out of the country, whatever. Problems to entrepreneurs are what? Opportunities. Big problems are what? Big opportunities. Okay, so like if you're thinking like, I don't want any problem, you're thinking, I don't want to be an entrepreneur. I don't care what kind of entrepreneur you want to be. Uh, we are real estate entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs make money by helping people solve whatever their problems are. We have solutions for all the different problems, and I'm going to give you examples of that. Uh, but I'll give you an interesting statistic. During the Great Depression, do you know there were more millionaires per capita created during the Great Depression than in any other era in our history? Isn't that a crazy statistic? Why was that? The Great Depression was the great opportunity to help people, right, if you had some, some skills. So let's get specific. I don't want to just be general. Let's give you specific examples. I found somebody facing foreclosure. Huge problem. I gave them an alternative, an out, something called a short sale that allowed them to sell their house with dignity, without having to bring money to the table, without completely destroying their credit. And I made $16,000 helping somebody solve a problem. REO stands for real estate-owned bank-owned properties. Banks do not want to own real estate. They're not in that business. So I took it off the hand of the bank, I flipped it, I made 36,000 bucks. The guy had a legal problem, had to sell a house by Friday by court order. 
Realtor can't help solve that problem, but I can. Got it under contract, wholesaled it, made $5,000. Got a property subject too, my specialty. No money, no credit, flipped it, made $68,000. $5,600 on a small assignment deal, $6,000 on a mortgage assignment, $10,000 on a wholesale, $2,800 on a small referral, $12,400 for a large referral. The way this business works is pretty much as follows. We do things to find people with problems, to get people with problems to find us, and here's the really beautiful part. For every single problem that exists, for every owner of a home that exists, we have a strategy. We have all these different strategies, and collectively, we have a strategy for every problem that exists. I can help motivated sellers. I can help non-motivated sellers. I can help people that own their houses free and clear. I can help people that are hopelessly underwater, where they owe more money than the house is worth. I can help them. I can solve their problem, their need, and I can get myself paid. Sometimes I get singles, sometimes I get doubles, sometimes we get home runs. Sometimes I work on a lead, a deal, an opportunity, uh, a problem for six months, and after six months I make $5,000. And I'm like, oh man, six months, $5,000, I could have made more money working at Walmart. Thank goodness I'm not working on just one lead at a time. Sometimes my phone rings and that phone call makes me $55,000 in 48 hours. And I'm like, oh man, I wish every time my phone rang I made $55,000 in 48 hours. Wouldn't that be awesome? But that's not how it works. That's maybe one out of 100 phone calls. So the question to ask yourself is simple. How often do you get 100 phone calls? Well, that depends on you and how much marketing that you do. Do you get 100 phone calls every week? Do you get 100 phone calls every month? Do you get 100 phone calls every year? Well, that depends on you and how much looking that you do. So there's two essential skills you have to learn to be an entrepreneur, to be a real estate investor. And I'm going to teach you these skills right now. The first and foremost skill is marketing. Marketing is just finding the deal, generating the lead. A lead is nothing more than the name and number of somebody that might want to sell real estate. You need to spend 85% of your time and effort on marketing, looking for the deal, generating the lead. The next skill we're going to learn is strategy. Strategy is doing the deal, solving the problem. We buy houses. We help people sell houses, get rid of houses and mortgages they don't want or they can't afford anymore. We do that in a variety of different ways. It solves a variety of different problems. So these are the two skills we have to have. Marketing and strategy, finding deals, doing deals, finding problems, solving problems. We're going to teach you 65 tested, proven, perfected methods of finding off-market wholesale real estate. I'm going to teach you a dozen different strategies that we can use to help people solve the problems and to get ourselves paid. Over half of the marketing methods are completely free. So if you don't have any money, great. If you have money, great. It'd be great. I mean, don't get me wrong. It'd be easier if you have the money. But even if you don't have money, I don't want any excuses because you don't have enough, just like I told you before. And it turns out nine of the 12 investing strategies are actually no money and no credit strategies. And, and you know, once you learn how to buy houses with no money and no credit, then how many houses can you buy? All of them, yes. So marketing strategy, finding deals, doing deals, finding problems, solving problems. These are the two skills we have to learn, and we're going to get started with the marketing. Oh, actually, first I'm going to tell you another quick story. This was the very first house that I flipped. On December 15th, 2003, I bought this house literally about five blocks from here for $80,000. Wish I still owned it. Yeah. I, I still flipped it for one fifty. dollars I made some good money, but oh my gosh, you can imagine what this thing's worth now. But at any rate, uh, this was my very first deal. I bought this house on December 15th, 2003 for $80,000. Now on December 14th, 2003, I was scared to death. I was actually being coached and mentored by the two guys who ran this RIA back then. I called them both on the phone on December 14, 2003. I'm scared. I don't want to lose any money. Are you guys sure this is going to work? 
Yeah, it took two seasoned, experienced real estate investors pulling me, kicking and screaming over the starting blocks to get me to do that very first deal. So if you're a little scared, I get it, I can relate, I can help. But I had actually one other thing at that time in my life that was also motivating me to move forward. I was in a job I no longer loved and I was in a career that I no longer loved. And I'm going to tell you, if you're spending your time doing something you don't love doing, you need a do something different with your life plan. And that's exactly where I was. Man, I needed a different life. And I got to tell you, you get one life and it just flies by just like that. And if you're not on a trajectory to getting the life that you want, if you're not reaching your God-given potential, if you don't feel like you're going to get to where you want to be, uh, yeah, you probably need a do something different with your life plan. And that's exactly where I was on December 15, 2003. So let me tell you just a little bit more about that very first deal. Because your first deal in so many different ways is your most important deal. It's kind of like your first kiss, right? Everybody remembers their first kiss, life-changing experience. Everybody remembers their first deal. It's a life-changing experience. So let me tell you about mine. It took me six months to find my first deal. I was actually an unusually slow starter. I was a very slow starter. Got it under contract using a contract I got right here at the RIA. Bought it using OPM, other people's money, a private money lender here at the RIA loaned me the money. You know, we have over a thousand private money lenders here at the RIA. Private money is faster, cheaper, better, easier in every way than hard money, bank money, or any other kind of money. Uh, you got private money, you got a competitive advantage. I got a contractor right here at the RIA to fix it for me. I got a realtor here at the RIA to sell it for me. I got an attorney and a title company right here at the RIA to close it for me. And I went to that very first closing. I picked up that very first check for $15,384.26. And do you know when they handed me that check, it was like you unscrewed the cap, popped out the old brain, and popped in the new brain. Because right up until the moment they handed me that check, I was a real estate investor based on theory. And I wasn't even sure I believed it. I don't know if this is going to work. Not sure about that. Don't know about that. But the second they handed me that check, like a switch flipping, I became a real estate investor based on experience. You see, I didn't know anything different, except that I knew it actually worked. And what I realized when they handed me that check, if I do this and this and this again, I get another check. If I do this, this, and this again, I get another check. Olivia had the same experience. Everybody has the same experience. She's like, it's all theory until they got their check. And as soon as she got the check, he's like, okay, did this, 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 knocked his door, got a contract, got $10,000. How many more doors are there to knock on? All right, it's, now it's just on. And that's how it works. But the, but the really big deal for me, uh, you know, deals two, three, four, five, and six combined, not as hard as deal number one. But the really big deal for me is uh, after I got that check, I realized that I would never, ever, 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 for the rest of my life, ever, ever have to work for somebody else. Ever, 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 never, ever again. And I haven't worked for anybody for even one second since they handed me that check. So if you're new and you're just getting started, here's my first piece of advice. You need to focus yourself like a laser beam on that very first deal because that very first deal will change your life. Uh, mostly by changing your mindset, you know, when, then it just is risk and repeat. So I told you I was going to tell you what I did right, but I'm also going to tell you what I did wrong. I did make one big mistake, very common rookie mistake right out of the chute. I spent all that time finding the deal. I found the deal. Once I found the deal, I put my marketing on hold. I picked up some hammers, started making some contractors, started working on the house, uh, sold the house, got the check, only to wake up the next day and realize I had absolutely nothing to do except start the whole business all over again. And this gets me to my very first takeaway. And here it is, and this is the big one. The business of being a real estate investor is the business of finding deals. 
It's all about finding deals. What does that mean? You make the money on the buy. What does that mean? As soon as you find a property and get it under contract, whatever money was going to be made or not made on that deal, it's done right at that second. Yeah, you get the money at the end on the sell, but you make the money on the buy. And you always have to spend 85% of all of your time and money on marketing looking for the next deal. And you have to approach this business such that the next deal is always more important than the deal you have now. The rookies all screw this up. And it's a mindset problem. They do a deal, they make some money, great! But they stop the market. So they reset the market. Eventually they get it going again. They go out, they find a deal, they do a deal, they make some money, great! But they stop the market. So they reset the market, eventually they get it going again, find another deal, do a deal, make some money, great! But they stop the market. And their income goes up and down and up and down with big gaps in between. No, no, no. You need your income to go up, 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 up. But the only way to do that is you have to keep that pipeline continuously filled with deals. And you never turn off the market. And the only way to do that is you have to understand the abundance mindset that the next deal is always more important than the deal you have now. And hint, the deals you are looking for are not in the MLS. The MLS is the multiple listing service. It's the retail market for real estate. It's where realtors sell real estate. It's where all the people in the world compete with each other to see who will pay the most. And I hate to say it, but when you're competing against all the people in the world, some of those people are stupid. And you don't want to compete against stupid. Well, you don't want to win competing against stupid. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I love the MLS. I adore the MLS. Why do I love and adore the MLS? Because after I buy off-market wholesale real estate, where do I then want to go to resell it? On the MLS! It has been proven that any property sold in the MLS will sell for the most that it could be possibly sold for. That's just never where you're going to find heavily discounted wholesale real estate. The very, very, very best deal in the entire MLS would rarely be a deal that a real estate investor like myself would ever even take a second look at. So finding deals. Once I realized this whole shoot and match is about finding deals, then I set about systematizing the process of finding deals. And over time, I developed 65 different methods for finding off-market wholesale deals. Now, actually, it's not really completely accurate to say I developed 65 methods. What would be more accurate is to say I found 65 things that work and I started to do those things. Uh, in fact, I need to teach you all a really important lesson, maybe the most important lesson I'm going to teach you today. But for me to teach you this next lesson, first, I need to unteach you all something. Okay, so I got to unteach you all something. When you guys are in elementary school, if you looked over the paper next to you and you copied down the answers, that was called what? Cheating. And you're all told that cheating is what? Bad, wrong. Okay, we're not a bunch of little kids. We're not in elementary school anymore. Going forward, I need you all to unlearn that. Because going forward, guess what? Cheating is the shortcut. What am I saying up here? In business, cheating is a shortcut. What I'm trying to say is simple. There's nothing that you are trying to do. There's absolutely nothing that you are trying to figure out that I and other people haven't already done and figured out. Everything, and I mean everything, and I mean absolutely everything about this business is completely understood. We know what's in the soil. We know the zoning. We know the guys that write the zoning. We know the appreciation rate down to the street address in all the major metropolitan cities all across the state of Texas. We can plot out the past. We can even plot the future. 
We know the exact letters to send to the exact mailing list. We know the exact words you say. We know exact offers to make. We know exactly what objections to expect. We know exactly how to overcome an objection. We even know how many contracts we're going to get back for every 20,000 letters we send out. Everything, and I mean everything, and I mean absolutely everything about this business is completely understood. And once I realized that everything I was trying to do and everything I was trying to figure out, other people had done and figured out, then I finally stopped trying to figure it all out. And I just started to, here's that word, copy, right, copy, right, the top 65 tested proven methods of actually doing this and finding these deals. Now, some of these methods or campaigns take time, and some of these methods or campaigns take, take money. When you get started, you probably have more time and less money. Once you get going, you have more money and less time. I will be honest with you, I don't spend any time anymore on marketing. I outsource 100%. But when I got started, I was insourcing most of it. So what are some of these different marketing methods? Well, let me teach you a whole bunch. First set of strategies has to do with direct mail, buying mailing lists. Now, when you buy a mailing list, what can you do with that list? You can send them letters or postcards. You can send them mail. Or, and, you can get a phone number for each person. You can call them. You can text them. Or, and, you can actually go to their door, and you can knock on the door. Or, and, you can do all three. We call that a multi-touch campaign. So what are some of the popular lists? Well, you can get a tax late list. There's a list of people that didn't pay their property taxes. Uh, people that are late paying their mortgage. People that have filed for divorce. Two people were combining their income to pay a mortgage. Now, one of them's gone. Well, the one that's left is probably going to have trouble paying the mortgage by themselves. You can get a list of people who've inherited a house from somebody that passed away, people whose credit scores <clears throat> just went down 300 uh, points, people who just got dismissed from bankruptcy, certainly a lot of financial distress there. You can get a non-owner-occupied list. There's a list of people who own a house uh, that they don't live in themselves. Well, technically, that would be a landlord. And a lot of these are people that are accidental landlords. They couldn't sell a house, so they rented it. They, they, they let their ex-spouse or family member or friend or neighbor stay in a house. They inherited a house with a tenant in it. They don't really know anything uh, about being a landlord. Very often, they eventually become motivated sellers. You can get a list of people who rent to people on public assistance. You can get a code enforcement list. You know the city is already driving around issuing citations for abandoned houses, hoarder houses, deferred maintenance houses. You know you can get the city to give you a list of every problem property in the city. You can even get an expired listing list. What is that? That's a list of people that hired a realtor, tried probably for a long time to sell it, and it didn't sell. So what do we know about these people? We know 100% of these people would like to sell their house probably now more than ever, but they probably need solutions that realtors don't offer. Well, hello, that's exactly what investors do offer. So if you send letters and postcards to these lists of people with problems, some of them will call you back. Those are called leads. If you give them a solution to their problem, we have a solution for every problem. Some of them will say yes, and those are called deals. And at the end of the day, it's all a numbers game. And once you know the numbers, I'm going to teach you the numbers in a minute, and then it's just on. With a website, you can get leads on the Internet. Bandit signs, little sign on the side of the road, we buy houses. Why do you see that sign? They work. Online ads work. Email, autoresponders, magnetic signs, little sign on the side of your car. Buy the sign once, you get leads for the rest of your life. Door hangers. You don't want to pay postage for 10 cents a door. You can hang, you can have somebody hang a door flyer on every door. Uh, here's one that's pretty much free, driving for dollars. Sometimes I'm just driving around and I see a tarp on a roof. They might as well be waving a big red flag. Desperate motivated seller, please buy my house. I mean, think about this. Somebody's most valuable asset, a house, has a serious problem, a leak, and their solution was to go buy a $5 tarp at Home Depot. How come they didn't replace the roof? What do you think? No money. 
Same guy didn't fix the roof, not paying his taxes, not paying his insurance, probably not paying his mortgage. Sooner or later, guess what? An investor is going to buy that deal. Okay, what are the other marketing strategies? Oh, wait. We interrupt this program for a special announcement. There we go. Actually, Chanel already made the announcement. We have a workshop coming up, so I, I don't need to go through this much. Um, I will be teaching this myself, however. Uh, practical, actionable, detailed Texans, teaching Texans how to invest in Texas. Thousands of people, thousands uh, of people's lives have been completely transformed uh, from this workshop. So we're going to teach you all the strategies, all the marketing, closes, etc. Learn how to get access to private money, partners, and more. So pick the city and location that works best for you and date that works best for you. You can come live and in person, or you can attend online or some hybrid of the two. If you didn't get the link before, you can take a picture of the QR code, go to that website, or for you guys online, just click on the link in the comments below. And I'll give you a little more detail of this later because there's a bunch of goodies that also come with that starter kit, and we'll talk about those later. But let's get back to all of these deal-finding marketing strategies. What else can you do? Letters of intent. What is a letter of intent? A letter of intent is an offer. Okay, then who should you send an offer to? And the answer is everybody. So I'm going to give you all your first homework assignment. This is your first homework assignment. Tomorrow, I want each of you to send 200 people an offer on their house. Yeah, I'm not kidding. This is how investors think. Ready, fire, aim. That's how it works. You make the offer and then you negotiate. You make the offer and then you look for the money. You make the offer and then you do your due diligence. You make your offer and then, and only then, do you think about it. You should make everyone an offer. Why not? Do you know that here in Texas, every time you make somebody an offer, you know you get four different options? You might want to write them down. Option number one, you could buy a house. They might say, yes, it's called taking a shot. Do you know what happens if you take enough shots on goal? What do you think happens? Some of them go in, even if you suck. And with practice, what happens? More of them got in, go in because you don't suck anymore, because you got practice. Yeah, so option number one, you can buy a house. Option number two, you can terminate the contract. You rip it up. The Texas State Promulgated Contract gives the buyer the unilateral right to just rip it up. No harm, no foul, no cost, no risk. Option number three, you, you can, instead of ripping it up, you can renegotiate the contract. Do you know that it's much, much easier to re renegotiate than it is to negotiate? Especially when everybody calls you back is saying what? They might want to sell the house, i.e. they want to negotiate. Option number four, you know, you can actually sell that contract itself to somebody else that has money. That's what Olivia did on her first deal. Notice only one of those four options required you to come up with any money and to buy a house. Just make offers. Make everybody an offer. Give yourself options. Business cards, FISBO, cold calling for sale by owner. Why would somebody try to sell their own house? Maybe they're lazy. Maybe they're crazy. Maybe they need solutions realtors don't offer. Mass media, television, radio, billboards, expensive but effective when you do it with others. Past referrals, other investors. Sometimes the best way to find a deal is to get other investors to find the deal for you. By the way, do you all know what I'm doing up here right now? What do you think I'm doing right now? It's called marketing. Yeah, it's called marketing. I'm going to be very conservative. I'm going to conservatively estimate, very conservatively, 
sometime over the next 12 months, based on the number of people live and the number of people online, sometime over the next 12 months, I should easily be able to partner on less than one, two, three deals with somebody who's listening to me right now sometime over the next 12 months. Average profit, very conservatively, at least 40 grand, my share 20 grand. That means as a result of the presentation I'm giving right now, I should pretty easily be able to put an extra 20 plus 20 plus 20, extra $60,000 in my pocket sometime over the next 12 months as a result of the presentation I'm giving right now. Not bad. Better than a poke in the eye with a stick. Wouldn't you agree? And by the way, you can all do exactly the same thing. Because there's people in this room that have deals that are looking for money. There's people in this room that have money that are looking for deals. Some people want to fix and flip. Some people want to buy and hold. Some people want short sales. Some people want wholesales. Some people want Austin. Some people want Dallas. Some people want Houston. Some people want San Antonio. Some people want El Paso. All of the members of this community, by the way, are all interconnected on an online network. You know we meet every minute of every day, right? Not just once a month, but every minute of every day online. You know multiple times a day and thousands and thousands and thousands of times over the last decade, the members of this community post their deals, questions, offers, referrals, resources, back and forth over that network. I said earlier, guys, you're not going to find your deal in the MLS. That's ridiculous. That's the retail marketplace. That's the retail pond. That's the pond with the small fish. You guys need to fish in the wholesale pond. That's the pond with the big fish. So then where's the wholesale pond? You're sitting in it. Yeah, a large network of real estate investors horse trading, wholesaling properties back and forth. Welcome to the wholesale marketplace. When you look around this room, what do you see? And this will tell you how you think and how your mind works. You see your competition. You know what I see? Borrowers, lenders, deals, leads, resources, people, partners. And once you adapt that mindset, we call that the abundance mindset, then you soon figure out you can make a lot more money. I don't mean a little more money. I mean a lot more money getting 50% of a thousand deals and 100% of five deals. And everybody can do that. Realtors, let's have the talk. A lot of people have the misconception that somehow becoming a realtor will help you as a real estate investor. It will not. I'm not a realtor. Most real estate investors are not realtors. Donald Trump is not a realtor. The vast majority of people who invest in real estate have nothing to do with being a realtor. There's nothing wrong with being a realtor. It's not going to help you in any way, shape, or form be an investor. In some ways, it will hinder you. Can you do both? Yes, you can, but it's certainly not necessary in case you think it is. Uh, REOs and HUDs, bank-owned properties, another common rookie mistake. Rookies here foreclosure. They're like, oh, foreclosure is a deal. Foreclosure is a deal. Yeah, no, it's not. A foreclosure is a house being sold by a bank. Banks are not desperate motivated sellers. We generally don't want foreclosures. We want pre-foreclosures before they go back to the bank. So where do you find those? Well, you find them in the wholesale marketplace. You do direct marketing, direct off market. Or here's another idea. Here in Texas, on the first Tuesday of the month, rain, shine, holiday or not, Everybody that didn't pay their mortgage gets auctioned off at the county courthouse steps, at every county courthouse in the state. And do you know that you can get a list of all the houses going to the auction, and you can go knock on their door before the auction and get it under contract before the auction, often for less than it's going to sell at the auction. Why? Because you're not competing against 300 other guys. Wholesalers, let's have the talk. There's a lot of wholesaling and horse trading that goes on in a real estate community, and that's a good thing. But I'm going to tell you, we always have to issue a little warning to go along with it. So here's the warning. If you're a first-time real estate investor, I'm going to strongly suggest you do not do a wholesale deal, right? Uh, Buy a wholesale property as your first property. 
there's about a at least 19 out of 20 chance it will be a disaster. Why? Because when a wholesaler sends you a deal and says this property is going to be worth $100,000 after it's all fixed up, how much is that property going to be worth after it's all fixed up? 80 max. When a wholesaler sends you a deal and says, ooh, you know, this property needs 20,000 repairs, what is it going to cost to renovate? 40 minimum. When a wholesaler sends you a deal and they says, ooh, it's your lucky day for a $5,000 non-refundable fee, this lucky deal could be yours, you put down that $5,000 non-refundable fee, I can just about guarantee with about a 19 out of 20 chance that I'm right, because I've been doing this for a long time, you will lose a lot of money well beyond the 5,000 you got started with. It is fiction, folks. Please do not believe fiction for a moment. Okay, when a wholesaler sends me a deal, I briefly look at all their numbers and I immediately throw the numbers in the trash and then I run my own numbers. And the only reason I haven't looked at the numbers before I threw them in the trash, I kind of want to know how much they lied to me when I compare it to the real numbers. So I'm going to use some strong words because I feel very strongly about this. Look, it would be really, really stupid to ever buy real estate based on information about the real estate provided to you by the person trying to sell the real estate to you or anybody associated or affiliated with that person. Don't do that. I said earlier, your first deal is your most important deal, and it is. But if you lose money on your very first deal, at the end of that deal, 100% of your real estate investing experience will have been bad, and you'll probably never come back for more. So I'd strongly recommend for first-time real estate investors, do not, even though it sounds easy and it looks good, don't buy a deal from a wholesaler. It's almost certainly going to be a disaster. Go find your own deal or find it with somebody else uh, in the network, okay? That's, and, and then the other thing I'm going to say is you never buy real estate without doing an independent analysis. If you don't know how to do an independent analysis, we will teach you how to do that, right? Using independently sourced data. I don't want anybody losing money. There's no reason to lose money. If you want to gamble, invest in the stock market. Go to Vegas. Stock market, legalized gambling, that's what it is. But the problem with the stock market is insider trading is illegal. Well, in real estate investing, insider trading is advised. Don't buy real estate unless you know with absolute independently sourced data provability that the property you're buying is worth much more than you're paying for it at the time that you buy it. Because the profit is not made on the sell. The profit is made on the buy. Uh, bird dogs, Craigslist, social media, friends, family, etc., why are there so many different marketing methods? Well, would you rather fish with a hook or would you rather fish with a net? You need to learn to fish with a net. And the reason is because this business is a numbers game. And now I'm going to teach you the numbers. I'm going to teach you something right now that it took me two years of hard work to figure out. So I'm going to shave two years of your learning curve off right now. By 2005, I've been a real estate investor for two years. And I generated, I calculated my first two years, about 400 leads. A lead is just a name and number of somebody that might want to sell real estate. So I was talking to somebody every couple of days, and then I did the math. And here's what I discovered as a rookie. As a rookie, on average, for every $100 I spent on paid marketing, things like direct mail, uh, I got one qualified motivated seller lead. On average, for every three hours I spent on free marketing, things like personal marketing, driving for dollars, I got one qualified motivated seller lead. Then I discovered very conservatively as a rookie for every 20 leads that I generated, I made at least $20,000 net profit on a deal. So now let me run the numbers for you. That means every time I drove around for 60 hours, I made at least $20,000 net profit. It means every time I sent out $2,000 in direct mail, I made at least $20,000 net profit on a deal. Spend $2,000, make $20. Spend $2,000, make $20. Spend $4,000, make $40. 
spend eight thousand, make eighty. Spend sixteen thousand, make one hundred sixty. Spend thirty-two thousand. You don't have to spend it all at once, by the way. Make three hundred and twenty thousand net profit. Are you starting to like the numbers? It took me two years to figure that out. But after two years of figuring that out, I realized is holy cow, this whole business, it's just a numbers game and now I know the numbers. And I started to think about my business in a completely different way after I understood this. I now see my business like my whole business is just a little black box and we're gonna call that little black box a marketing machine. And the way that little black box works is every time I stick $100 worth of marketing in one end, eventually $1,000 worth of net profit pops out the other end. Now, if you had a little black box, every time you shoved a $100 bill in one end, a $1,000 bill popped out the other end, how many dollars would you stick in the box? All of them! Yeah, and I started spending money on marketing like a drunken sailor because I knew, right? I knew the numbers. Uh, and I started spending thousands of dollars a month on marketing. And then I started spending tens of thousands of dollars a month on marketing. And then I hired two full-time, six-figure guys who spend all of their time spending my money on marketing. And now in some months, in some months, I spend upwards of $100,000 a month on marketing. Because once you understand it's just a numbers game, and once you know the numbers, then it's just, it's just on. Then you call, you call it dial it in, and then you just dial it up. Sometime later, I actually wrote a book on real estate investing here in Texas. We're not selling any books tonight, but I will repeat a lesson I said earlier. There's nothing you're trying to do. There's nothing you're trying to figure out that I and other people haven't already done and figured out. Watch the shortcut, copy stuff that's already been figured out. Okay, so we are right at the halfway point in this presentation. I'm about to get into the strategies. I'm gonna show you the cool, magical stuff about how the mechanics of these deals work, arguably the more interesting part of the presentation. But, uh, you know, if you remember at the very beginning of this presentation, I said, my job is to make you all into educated and contributing members of this community. And we really want that. We have these meetings all over Texas. We always have new people that show up at the meetings. And we call the new people tourists. Like, honey, let's go check out the Rio. Nothing wrong with that, right? Let's go check it out, see what it's all about. Nothing wrong with being a tourist. But we figured out a long time ago that nobody actually makes any money being a tourist. We need people to be active. Buying, selling, lending, borrowing, partnering, that's where people start to make money. But I also figured out a long time ago that unfortunately I can't turn somebody into a real estate investor over a period of 45 minutes. If I could figure out how to sprinkle pixie dust on people's heads and turn them into real estate investors in 45 minutes, yeah, that would be awesome. I don't know how to do that. But I can, and I have on many occasions, turn people into real estate investors over a period of 24 hours. Or maybe it would be more accurate to say 24 hours spread out over three days, which will give us the time to get through all the nitty-gritty details of how to actually do this. And this is why the Texas RIA sponsors the Texas Real Estate Investing Workshop. And I teach this myself. And thousands, and I mean thousands, of successful Texas real estate investors have had their lives completely transformed from coming to this workshop. Practical, actionable, detailed how to actually do this with the details of how to do it here. We teach all the strategies, we teach all the marketing methods, we teach the closes. Closes are literally the words you say. So I'll give you an example. I recently said some magic words to a woman and she just gave me her house. A beautiful house. I didn't have to give her any money at all. Uh, had equity in it. It was a wonderful house. Didn't have to pay a penny for it. Not a, not a penny that went to, to her for her house. And she was thankful that I took her house off her hands after I said these magic words to her. Who's a little skeptical right now? Raise your hand if you're a little skeptical. Really? Not everybody's skeptical? 
I just said that I have magic words that I can say to a woman to get her to give me her house. Now, come on, who's a little skeptical right now? Raise your hand if you're skeptical. Who's not skeptical? Really? Okay, for you guys that are not skeptical, I got a land deal in Florida. We're going to talk after class. Okay, that was ridiculous. I purposely said something to bait you guys into thinking that's ridiculous. Magic words against somebody to get their house? Yeah, I want you to be skeptical, so be skeptical. Because in a couple of minutes when I demonstrate how I did it, you're going to be really impressed, especially if you're really skeptical right now. But those are closes, and I'm going to teach you the exact words. I'm going to teach you how to partner. Great way to get started. You don't have to, but it's a great way to get started. How to access private money. Huge competitive advantage. Thousands, and I mean thousands, of people's lives have been transformed from this workshop, the real deal, Texan Siege and Texans, how to invest in Texas. So come join us. Uh, and we're going to do something really cool. I'll tell you what, for 50 people that sign up, and that's just quite a, almost as many people are here, so not everybody, but most of you here uh, will let you sign up for free. So how cool is that? Uh, just click on that link. Uh, if you guys are online, click on the link below, and you can come join us at the, uh, at the workshop. Pick the date and location that works best for you. You can come online, uh, or I highly recommend that you come in person. It's a better experience on person, although Zoom's pretty good too. Uh, now, actually, I, I do have another little tangent announcement. This is a just, a, I'm going to take us on a tangent for just a second here. Uh, just out of curiosity, how many of you are interested in commercial real estate investing? Who's interested in commercial real estate investing? Okay, about 40%. Okay, um, this is our residential uh, little presentation. We have a whole different part of Texas RIAs that does commercial. So we have a residential part and a commercial part, right? And they're, they're both wonderful. Commercial's not better or worse. or It's just, it's just different. Commercial solves different problems, right? Uh, I made most of my money in residential, but I do both commercial and residential, active and passive. Uh, you know, you can make big money doing commercial. You can flip a property and make a million dollars or more doing a commercial flip, but it's probably going to take like three to five years. They take time. So it's not going to be like a quick way to quit your job. When you quit your job quick, you're probably going to flip houses. Uh, you want to make money with money? Put it in commercial. On average, twice the return in the stock market, half the risk. Nobody, nobody that learns commercial ever goes back to the stock market. You, you're, just never, you're going to put your IRA, 401k, you're going to put it all in commercial once you learn how to do it. Uh, so there's commercial and residential, and they just solve different problems. They're, they're, both, they're both wonderful. But uh, I'm going to go on a tangent here. We actually have a very unique and very special event, and it's coming up on August 25th and 26th, 27th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where we're bringing the top commercial real estate investors from across Texas and across the country to one place at one time. And it's actually going to be in Dallas. Uh, and there is a little cost to this, but it's called the, the Masters of Real Estate. Um, some of the people that are going to be there, uh, besides myself and, and, and a lot of very uh, successful commercial investors, uh, George Ross, uh, the celebrity apprentice judge, Donald Trump's original right-hand man as a real estate investor, uh, author of the greatest real estate deal ever done. He and Donald Trump bought a building in Manhattan for a million dollars, turned around and made $450 million on that deal. That was, that was the deal. Uh, we're going to have a billionaire at the Masters. Vanilla Ice, former rapper, uh, now real estate tycoon, made hundreds of millions of dollars in, in real estate. So he's going to teach us uh, about real estate and he's even play a little concert. I got Hugh Hilton. Hugh Hilton's made over $18 billion with a B uh, in commercial real estate. Uh, so this is called the Masters of Real Estate. Hundreds of top real estate investors. You got all the money, the deals, the partners, and, and education you need all in one place, one time. So I get it. It's not for everybody, but for those of you that are interested in commercial, you definitely don't want to miss this. And it's coming up in Dallas again on August 24th, 25th, 26th. I'm sorry, 25, 26, 27th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
Uh, hundreds of my clients, along with uh, top investors from around the world, will be in one place at one time. And you can come and join us uh, by going to that little website. So write that, for those of you interested in commercial, write that up at the top of the page. Uh, there is a cost to this. It's $998 to come to the master's event. But I'll tell you what, I'll do something really cool. How about for 10 people, and only for 10 people, uh, you can come for uh, $198. So put a discount code, 800-OFF. So you're definitely going to want to write that down, 800-OFF. You put that discount code in. When you go to this website, it's $998. You put that code in for the first 10 people, the price will drop from $998 to $198. So again, for those of you that are interested in commercial, you definitely don't want to miss this because this is a once-in-a-year kind of an opportunity. Now, I'm going to suggest if you're a new investor and you're interested in residential and commercial, come to the residential workshop first and then go to the commercial website uh, website workshop after that uh, because the commercial is a little more advanced and you're definitely going to get the foundation at the residential workshop and then you can come to the commercial workshop a lot of the terminologies and the strategies you'll be familiar with and you'll be ready to kind of take it as a, as a part two, if you will. So that's uh, the commercial workshop. So forgive me for the little commercial interruption, but this is something that's coming up next month and it's a very unique and very special opportunity. Okay, so getting back to our presentation. We talked about fear. We talked about how to find the deals, marketing. Now we're going to get into the mechanics of actually how to do the deals, which I call strategy. So people always ask me, what's the best strategy? There's so many videos out there and books out there on how to invest in real estate. And you can watch videos and go to seminars and read books on how to do short sales and buy and hold mortgage assignments, how to do auction options, referrals, how to do wholesaling contracts for deeds, lease options, how to do house swapping, wraparound mortgages, equity partnering, and of course, how to do fix and flip. And people always ask me, in fact, you can spend a lot of time and money in all that training and education. My wife and I have actually spent over $100,000 on training, coaching, seminars, book tapes, et cetera. Most of it was great. Some of it was not great. It all sounds great. But I don't feel bad about spending over $100,000 on our education because we've made many tens of millions of dollars from our education. Uh, but I do have a little pet peeve at how most people teach and how most people get taught real estate investing. Because when you look at all these strategies, everybody always asks, okay, where do you get started? What's the best one? Which is the best strategy? Well, I'm going to answer that question right now. The good news is they all work. All of these things can make you money investing in real estate. The bad news is that they each only work in unique situations. You see, each one of these strategies is actually the solution to a specific problem. But remember what I said earlier, your job one is to find the deal. So here's a brand new investor looking for a deal. And he does some marketing. Maybe he sends out some letters and he gets a lead. What's a lead? The name and number of somebody who might want to sell a house. And if this guy had gotten the right training, he would have learned how to help that seller solve their problem using a strategy called a wraparound mortgage. That's the solution to that seller's problem. But that's not the training he got. This guy just went to one of those silly wholesale seminars. All he learned how to do was wholesaling. So he's looking for a wholesale deal, but he found a wrap deal and he doesn't know how to do that. So he can't make money on that. So what does he do? He does more marketing. And he generates another lead. And now if he only knew how to do a mortgage assignment, he could solve a problem, get himself a check, help somebody. But he doesn't know how to do that because, remember, he just went to one of those silly wholesale seminars, only learned how to do his wholesaling, so he's looking for a wholesale deal. He didn't find a wholesale deal, found a mortgage assignment deal, doesn't know how to do that, so what does he do? He said, more marketing, generates yet another lead. Now if he only knew how to do an auction option, he could solve a big problem, get himself a big check. But again, he doesn't know how to do an auction option because all he knows how to do is wholesaling, so he's still looking for his wholesale deal. Are you starting to see a problem? This is another common rookie mistake. 
There's 30,000 books and tapes, YouTube videos out there say the best way to get started, you need to get started by learning one strategy and this is the best one. No, this is the best one. No, this is the best one. Well, whatever. You need to pick a strategy, you learn the strategy, and you need to make money on that strategy. And then after you learn how to make money on that strategy, then later on you can learn some other strategy. And it sounds pretty good. It feels pretty good. But forgive my language when I tell you this. That's a completely ass-backwards way to go about this. Saying that you need to get started by learning one strategy, and you need to make money on one strategy before you learn all the other strategy, that's kind of like saying you need to go to Las Vegas and learn how to bet on one number on the roulette wheel. And after you make enough money betting over and over and over again on that one number of the roulette wheel, well, then later on you can learn how the other numbers work. Well, that's ridiculous. And yet that's how 95% of real estate investors get started investing real estate. As a no surprise, 95% of real estate investors give up before they ever get going, and probably about 99% of wholesalers. So let's have that talk. There's nothing wrong with wholesaling. Wholesaling is one of the 12 different strategies that I use and that I teach. In fact, frankly, it's the easiest one to teach. The problem with wholesaling, however, is I would say of all the 12 strategies, I would say on average it's the hardest one to do that on average makes the least amount of money for the amount of effort you put in. So when I hear somebody tell me, I want to get started with wholesaling, here's how my brain translates that plan. I want to do the hardest thing there is to do that on average makes the least amount of money. And I've learned from my experience that about 99 out of 100, maybe not 100 out of 100, but about 99 out of 100 people that execute that plan end up giving up before they ever get going. Because if you're putting a lot of work and a lot of effort into something that's not making you a lot of money, you're almost certainly, not definitely, but almost certainly going to give up before you ever get going. Right? For example, how many of you have read the book, The Millionaire Wholesaler? It's actually never been written. <laughs> and there's a reason for that, because it's the hardest thing to do that on average makes the least amount of money. Right? So I'm going to teach you now what the top 5% of investors do. And my advice is to play to be in the top 5% or don't bother because they make all the money. So here's how I'm going to teach you how to do it and here's how I do it. What I do is I bet on all of the numbers on the wheel and then I spin the wheel a lot. What do I mean by I bet on? I use all 12 strategies. Why not learn all 12 ways to fill out a contract? Why not learn all 12 ways to solve a problem? You spend time and money. It's called marketing. Get somebody with a problem to call you. If there's a way to help them to solve the problem and get paid, you need to help them to solve the problem and get paid right? <clears throat> That's betting on all the numbers on the wheel. We have a strategy for every problem there is. Collectively, these 12 strategies, there is no exception. Motivated, non-motivated, free and clear, hopeless and underwater. And then what do you want to do next? You want to spin the wheel a lot. You want to spin the wheel a lot. Uh, what does that mean? Look at a lot of deals. Take a lot of shots on goal. Some of them will go in. With practice, a lot of them will go in. So this is what the top 5% of investors do. And my advice, learn to be in the top 5% or don't bother because they make all the money. So then how do you do that? You got to learn all the strategies and I'm going to teach you all the strategies. But first, let me tell you one more story. This is a fun story. This was my first big deal. After I was a real estate investor uh, for just over two years, I flipped this house in Northwest Austin. I actually made $291,000 net profit, pretty good profit flipping this house. But the more interesting part of the story is I was actually the eighth investor at bat. So what does that mean? It means seven other real estate investors looked at this deal before me and passed on the deal. How's that possible? How could seven different real estate investors pass on a deal that can make them $300,000 profit? How's that even possible? I'm going to tell you it's not just possible, it's actually typical. Let me tell you the rest of the story. First investor looks at this house and says, I'd love to buy your house. 
Well, your house is underwater. You owe more money than the house is worth. You can't even afford to sell me your house. Second investor looks at his house and says, I'd love to buy your house, but you're in bankruptcy. I can't buy a house from somebody in bankruptcy. Third investor looks at his house and says, well, I can help you avoid a foreclosure by doing something called a short sale, but I can't do that while you're in bankruptcy. Plus, you have a mid-construction project. I just don't do mid-construction projects. I looked at this deal and I said, my, oh my, oh my, you have a lot of big problems here, don't you? Big problem means what? Big opportunity. You know, it took one, two, three different strategies to solve this guy's problem. I solved the problem. I got the check. My competition was a bunch of one-trick ponies. Most of my competitors are a bunch of one-trick ponies. 30,000 books and tapes and seminars out there teach people how to be one-trick ponies. One-trick ponies are annoying. They get in the way at times, but they don't last long. Guys, if you think you're going to find pretty houses at big discounts just waiting for you, hanging off of trees, yeah, you're smoking crack, okay? This is what opportunity looks like. A big bundle of problems with a nice pretty bow around it. I want a house where half the house burned down. I want a house that had a meth lab that exploded in the garage. I want a house that flooded. I want a house that has mold. I want a house where someone was murdered in the living room. Oh, man. You can make a killing on a murder house. I own one. It's called a stigma house, and there's all kinds of these things in real estate. I'll give you an example. What does it cost to buy a murder house? Let me give you a tip. 20 cents on the dollar. You know what? Everybody says when they look at that house, that's a murder house. You know, and a year later, everybody going by that house, they point at that house, something bad happened to that house. A couple years later, they're going by that house, they point at that house, somewhere around here, something bad happened. Five years later, they go by that house, and what do they say? How much for that house? Yeah. Bought a house right off of South Congress. 80 grand is now worth about 420. Right? Stigmas go away. Just rent it until the stigma goes away. There's all kinds of stigmas when it comes to real estate. And eventually they go away. Somebody gets shot in a bar, it's called a crime scene. A couple of years later, it's called a tourist attraction. Okay? And, and that's the whole idea here is problems are opportunities, and big problems are big opportunities. Most people just see problems, and they run. Real estate entrepreneurs, we see problems, and we run at the problems, embrace the problems, and then acquire the skill sets, strategies, to be able to solve the problems. These 12 strategies solve every problem there is. So I'll give you another one. One of my students recently bought one of these $150,000 Teslas, paid cash for it, and he calls it his air car, air car. H-E-I-R, air car. Yeah, somebody died without a will. You know two out of three people don't have a will? But they did have 42 heirs. And everybody said, no way, man. There's no way on God's green earth you're going to get 42 people to agree on something. Big problem. Well, it took a little effort. He had to roll up his sleeves. But eventually, he got 42 people to agree that a little bit of something is a whole lot better than a whole lot of nothing. And now he's driving around a $150,000 air car. So problems are opportunities. We have to embrace them. We look for the problems, and then we acquire the skills, strategies, to be able to solve the problems. So now let me teach you some strategies. The first strategy I'm going to teach you today is wholesaling, the easiest one to teach. Let me teach you right now. How does this work? Pretty simple. You simply find a property and get it under contract. How much money does it cost to get a property under contract? Zero. Can you all afford that? I think so. And then after you get the property under contract, instead of buying the property, you're going to sell the contract to another investor for a fee. How much is the fee? I don't know, 500 to 5,000 for a small deal, 10 to 25,000 for an average deal, 25,000 dollars or more for a big deal. And this, my friends, is a no money and no risk strategy. 
I've discovered it's really hard to lose money when you're not actually spending or investing any money. Nine of the strategies that I use, by the way, are no money, no risk strategies. So let me show you an example. I teach through case studies. When I teach, I give you the mechanics, I explain the strategy, but then I always give a case study. Things are just theoretical until you actually see how it's applied. So when you come to the workshop, you're probably going to hear over 100 stories of actually people doing deals and applying the lessons that I teach. So this is Kimberly. She sat in the same chair as you're sitting in. She came to the same workshop. She had to pay for the workshop, but she came to the workshop. And then she went out and did her first deal. This was her first deal. She told me about this deal after it went down. So here's the story. Her mom was visiting her from out of town. So she's in the car with her mom. And her mom's like, Kim, where are we going? Oh, well, mom, we're going to get a house under contract. What? Kim, what are you talking about? Are you crazy? You just graduated from college. You don't have any money. You don't have any credit. You don't even have a job. What do you mean you're getting a house under contract? Don't worry, mom. I know what I'm doing. Kim's mom watched Kim walk into this house in far south Austin and offer the seller $265,000 cash for the house, and he signed a contract. Now, obviously, he was a motivated seller. Obviously, they talked on the phone ahead of time. Kim then took that contract, and she posted it out to the network, this network. I told you before, multiple times a day, thousands and thousands and thousands of times over the last decade, the people of this network post their deals, contracts, offers, questions, referrals, references back and forth over that network. So Kim posted this deal out to the network, and guess what? Several other members of the network wanted to buy that contract, that deal from Kim. And one of the other members of the network paid Kim $17,000 for the contract. So Kim just sold her contract to another member of the network for $17,000. So now Kim is a believer. Well, actually, Kim was a believer. Now Kim's mom is a believer. So what would Kim have done with the contract had nobody wanted to buy the contract? What would she then have done with the contract? Ripped it up. No harm, no foul. Remember, that's one of the options, but she didn't need to, did she? So who bought the contract? Another member of the RIA by the name of Tatiana. Let me tell you about Tatiana. I know Tatiana pretty well. Tatiana paid Kim $17,000 for the contract. It then became Tatiana's contract. Literally crossed Kim's name out or said buyer in the contract, wrote her name or really her company's name in as the new buyer. Tatiana then bought the house for $265,000 cash. She had the cash. She kept it for six months as a month-to-month -month rental. After the tenants moved out, she did a renovation, a small addition. After 12 months, she sold it. She made nearly $100,000 of net profit that she didn't have to pay income taxes, just long-term capital gains taxes. Do you think Tatiana was pretty happy that Kim found that deal for her? What do you think? You bet. So let's see what we got here. Let's do a little poll of the audience. By a show of hands, how many of you are cash buyers? Raise your hand if you're a cash buyer. All right, let me ask a different question. Um, how much cash do you have to have to make a cash offer? Zero. Well, then how much cash do you have to have to be a cash buyer? Zero. You don't have to have any cash to make a cash offer. You don't have to have any cash to be a cash buyer. You just need to know people with cash. So let me ask you guys another question. Does anybody here know somebody that you could call if you've got a smoking hot deal to buy a property for a big discount for cash? Does anybody know such a person? For example, like who? Yeah, what do you think I'm doing up here? <laughs> over here, guys. Right, right over here. You know, and in fairness, and in fairness, there's hundreds of guys just like me out on that network that would be pleased as punch. Right? If you guys got out there, got some properties under contract, just pitch them back to the group. You don't want them yourself, pitch them back to the group. That's why we want you. That's why we need you. 
that's why we'll even train you on how to be educated and contributing members. But I can see I have my work cut out for me because we've got some self-limiting beliefs here. So let me try this again. By a show of hands, how many of you are cash buyers? Oh, fantastic. I love talking to a room full of cash buyers. And by the way, the network instantly, the RIA instantly puts people with cash in connection with people with off-market deals. Instantly puts people with off-market deals in connection with people with cash. Welcome to the wholesale marketplace, right? That's, that's how this works. But a lot of people have those self-limiting beliefs, right? I can't make a cash offer. I don't have any cash. Olivia didn't have any cash. She had $50,000 in debt, but she still made a cash offer. She got somebody to sign the offer. She sold her contract exactly like Kimberly did, right? And you could do the same thing. Anybody could do this. And if, if she couldn't find a buyer, rip it up and go on to the next. All right, our next strategy is a bit more complicated and a bit more interesting. It is called buying a property subject to the mortgage. This is buying real estate even with no money and even with no credit. I am a nationally recognized expert at teaching this strategy. I might possibly be the national expert, but I'm certainly a widely recognized expert who has successfully taught tens of thousands of people how to do what I'm about to teach you. If you've ever heard of this, the guy who told you about it probably learned it from me or learned it from somebody who learned it from me. How does this work and what does this mean? How does buying real estate work? When you buy real estate, what do you do? You go to a title company, you sign a stack of documents. Most of the documents are disclaimers and disclosures, but there's two documents that get signed at the closing that actually make things happen. The two documents that make the closing happen are the deed and the note. Notice these are two separate documents, a deed and a note. Whosever name goes on the deed, that's who owns the house. That's how you transfer ownership. Whosever name goes on the note, that's who's responsible for the mortgage. That's how you assign debt, a deed and a note. Now, normally, the same guy is on both. The guy buys a house. His name is on the deed. His name is on the note. He owns a house, and he's responsible for the mortgage. That's normal. He moves into the house. It's his house. All the rights and privileges and responsibilities and benefits of homeownership, they're all his. It's his house. At the end of the month, he gets a statement from the bank that says, you owe us $1,000 for your mortgage. He writes the bank a check for $1,000. They get the check, they cash the check. Bank's happy, he's happy, everybody's happy. That's how it works. And then the guy goes on to get married. And well, you know, Texas is a community property state, so after the guy gets married, the wife is added to the deed. Now there's two names on the deed, his and hers. Look at the tax records, his and hers. But his name is still the only name on the note. Just because somebody's taken on or off the deed, that does not in any way, shape, or form affect the note. And then time goes on and things don't work out, and they get a divorce. And in their situation, the wife gets the house in the divorce. So now something kind of interesting has happened. Now her name is the only name left on the deed, but his name is still the only name on the note. So the question is, as long as he keeps sending the bank a check every month for $1,000, or she starts sending the check every month, or a tenant, or a property manager, a neighbor, investor, friend, or family member, or somebody sends the bank a check every month, the question is, does a bank actually care who wrote the check? No. There's some dude at the bank opening envelopes like, oh, we got a check for the right amount. Came on time. It cleared. We're good. So if you're listening to my story so far, I just told you all a story about a woman, about a spouse, about a person that was able to acquire real estate, even with no money and with no credit. There it is, proof of somebody that acquired real estate with no money and no credit.
Awesome, right? My work here is done. Oh, actually, we're going to get better than that. You could actually do exactly the same thing. All of you can. And you don't have to get money, uh, get married to do it or money to do it. So how can you all do exactly the same thing without getting married to do it? Well, anybody can do this because anybody can go up to any homeowner that has any loan, any mortgage from any lender on any house at any time, and you can make them an offer. The offer any of you can make with any homeowner that has any loan, any mortgage from any lender on any house at any time is this. I will make the payments on your mortgage for you going forward. Or I will find somebody to make the payments on your mortgage for you going forward. What's the catch? The catch is you simply have to hand the deed, which is ownership of the property to me. It's called buying a property subject to the existing mortgage. You can do this with any homeowner that has any loan, any mortgage from any lender in any house at any time. And the only person on the planet that has to agree to this transaction is the person whose name is on the deed, not the bank. The bank has no say in this transaction. It's actually federally regulated. 1982 Garden St. Germain Act, anybody can turn their deed over to anybody they want. Anybody can pay somebody else's mortgage if they want to. So if you're listening to me closely, here's what you just heard me say. You can buy any house in Texas from any homeowner in Texas that has any loan from any lender. You can buy the person's house at any time, and you can even buy that person's house even with no money and even with no credit by simply offering to take over the payment on their mortgage or even offering to find somebody else to take over the payment in your mortgage in exchange for them simply handing the deed, which is ownership of the property to you. It's called buying a property subject to the existing mortgage. And once you learn how to buy property with no money and no credit, then how many houses can you buy? All of them. Look, when somebody's in financial distress, financial distress, they got a house, they got a mortgage. Is the house the problem or is the mortgage the problem? Owning a house is never a problem, right? Being responsible for a mortgage, that can be a big problem when you're in financial distress. Well, if you solve the big problem by taking over the payments or finding somebody to take over the payments and in exchange for solving the big problem, you ask them to transfer the deed, which is ownership of the property to you. So this is simply making an agreement to pay somebody's mortgage going forward in exchange for the deed. Now, when somebody hands you their deed, guess what? You now own it. You can do whatever you want with it. You can renovate it and retail sell it to somebody else. You can wrap it. You can assign it. You can keep it as a rental property. You can keep it as your own homestead if you like. I've helped many of my friends here in Texas buy their very own homestead with this little or no money, no credit needed strategy. How much money can you make? Well, there's a lot of ways to make a lot of money once you learn how to buy houses with no money and with no credit. A small, just pure assignment flip, at least $10,000, that's pretty much at the lowest end of the scale, typically a lot more than that. And this is yet another little or no money, no risk strategy. Let me show you an example. This is one of the $30 million worth of houses that I own here in Texas, mostly here in Central Texas. And I said before, if I wanted to buy $30 million worth of houses traditionally, think about it, I have to put down 20% every time I bought a house. I'd have to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire just to become a millionaire. Well, I wasn't a millionaire when I started investing in real estate. So how was I able to acquire $30 million worth of houses? Well, most of them were bought using exactly this strategy, including this one. So let me tell you about this one. A woman owns a house worth 150,000. She only owed 110,000 on the mortgage. So this house has $40,000 of equity. She had the house rented out for $1,600 a month rent. The mortgage payment, including tax insurance, is $1,100 a month. So this house is generating $500 a month of gross cash flow. It should have and could have and would have been a perfect rental property 
except for one major problem. This woman had lost her job. She was continuing to collect the rent because she was living off of the rent, but she stopped paying the mortgage. Four days, it's always four days, by the way, four days before the first Tuesday of the month when the bank was going to foreclose on her, I knocked on her door. Hello, can I help you? I am here to help you. But what can you do? There's no time. They're going to foreclose me. How can you help? They're going to foreclose me. What can you do? There's no time. They're going to foreclose me. How can you help? What can you do? Here's what I can do. I can stop the foreclosure. I can reinstate your loan. I can catch up your mortgage payments. I can make your mortgage payments for you going forward. I can even repair all your credit. Well, that's amazing. What's the catch? You simply have to hand the deed, which is ownership of the property to me. And she said deal. Why in the world did she say deal? Because in four days, she's losing the house. That was a done deal. But she wasn't just going to lose the house. In addition to losing the house, she was going to get a little bonus to go along with it, a little bonus that you don't want and that she didn't want, a little bonus called a foreclosure. And this is what I told her about a foreclosure. You don't want a foreclosure. We call a foreclosure the atomic bomb of credit hits. It's the big one. It's the beginning of a 10-year nightmare that starts with the sheriff and his deputies dragging you and your family and all of your possessions to the curb in front of your friends and neighbors. It's 10 years of dealing with the IRS, potentially garnishing your wages, collecting a 1099 that could be issued against you for up to the full value of the loan. It's 10 years of having the lender potentially file a deficiency judgment lawsuit against you for up to the full value of the home. It's 10 years of dealing with creditors calling you, hounding you day and night to collect on the judgment from the lawsuit. It's 10 years of not being able to buy another home, not being able to buy a car, not being able to get a credit card, not being able to open certain bank accounts or even rent certain apartments or even get certain jobs. In other words, it's a bullet to the head and nobody wants all that. And I stopped all of that from happening to her and she was thrilled. And the bank was thrilled. They didn't want the house back. They just wanted their money. So I gave them their money. And the tenants were thrilled. They didn't want to get kicked out of the house. They just wanted to keep renting the house. So I let them keep renting it for me. But mostly I was thrilled. Because for $4,500, which is what it cost me to reinstate that loan, I now own this beautiful $150,000 house. It came with a loan, came with $40,000 of equity, all mine. came with tenants, paying me $1,600 a month rent. After I pay Bank of America $1,100, I put $500 back in my pocket. And if you think that's cool, my wife and I own $30 million worth of these properties. Some of them took small amounts of money like this. Most of them honestly took more money than this, but then some of them took absolutely no money at all. So how many of you would like me to walk you step by step by step through how to do this deal? Okay, we're all out of time. I'm sorry, that was a little obnoxious. We're almost out of time. We're going to wrap this up. So yeah, but I'm, let me go ahead and finish this. I, I do love this strategy. I, I do love this deal. But I bet you haven't figured out why I love this so much. Some of you are looking at it, oh, you're making $500 a month. Yeah, that's not it. $500 is not going to affect my life or my lifestyle, even in the slightest amount. That's not it. What I love about this, by doing this over and over and over again over the last 20 years, my wife and I were able to accumulate a portfolio of $30 million worth of houses. It's now worth $30 million. Uh, in fact, just within the last couple of years, that portfolio went up in value by more than 30%. It was a nice period of appreciation. In other words, just over the last couple of years, my wife and I became more than $10 million rich from having done this thing, this thing that required little or no money, no credit. Yeah, that's what I love about this. This is the strategy that can allow anybody, regardless of money or credit, to become multi, multi, multi millionaires. That's what I love about this.
And when I realized the wealth potential of this strategy, I actually made one additional tweak to this strategy. I no longer buy these houses in my name. In fact, I no longer buy these houses in my company's name. Now when I buy these houses, I prefer to buy them in my IRA. How many of you were aware that you could do this transaction with your IRA? Okay, for the rest of you, well, you know, you can actually do this transaction with your IRA. One of the co-sponsors of the Texas RIAs is the Quest Trust IRA Company, right? This office is one of their offices. Uh, and if you come to the workshop, they will set it up with our help so that you can do this with your IRA. So what happens when my IRA does this deal? Well, my IRA issues the $4,500 reinstatement fee to Bank of America. The deed title ownership of the property transfers to my IRA. Every month, the property manager deposits $1,600 of rent into the IRA. Every month, the IRA automatically issues a check for $1,100 back to the bank and $500 rolls back into the IRA. But that's not the good part. So then what's the good part? Over the next 25 years, this property will double in value and it'll double again. And even at very, very conservative appreciation rates, it'll almost double a third time. Something interesting happens to the loan on this property over the next 25 years. What happens to the loan? Gets completely paid off by the tenants. Thank you very much, tenants. In other words, every time my IRA does this deal, my IRA ultimately ends up owning an asset worth about a million bucks that by then I own free and clear. And because my IRA, by the way, is also a Roth IRA, when I sell that asset in retirement, 100% of the proceeds are, you got it, tax-free. Did you all just see what I did? I just showed you how to turn a $4,500 IRA into $1 million tax-free doing one deal, one time. Helping a woman out of a horrible situation. Helping a bank from not taking a property back they didn't want back. Helping tenants stay in a property they wanted to stay in. All that, just doing it once. The average retired person at the age of retirement has a net worth of $62,000. It's pathetic. If you just did this one deal, one time in your life, you'd be 25 times richer than the average retired person just doing it once. But I'll tell you something else I've observed over the years. I've never seen somebody do this deal once. 95% of the people will never do this deal. And 100% of the people that do it once, then what do they do? Then they do it again. And then what do they do? And then they do it again and again and again and again. And like 20 years later, they're standing in front of a room full of people talking about all the times they did it. So one last time, how many of you would like me to walk you step-by-step-by-step by step by step through how to do this deal? All right, here's what I mean. I'm going to walk you step-by-step step through how to find this, how to get it under contract, which contract to use, which closing to use, which title company attorney, and how to go through all the operational steps step-by-step-by-step step by step on how to do this deal. So I'm going to walk you step-by-step step through all of that. But it's going to take me about three days, so we're going to have to finish this at the workshop. And I'm not going to teach you just that one strategy, although you got to admit that's pretty cool. I'm also going to teach you 11 other strategies that are just as cool as that. I'm going to teach you the exact marketing methods to find these deals. I'm going to teach you the exact closes. I just taught your first close. That was literally the atomic bomb close. You see, she thought when the foreclosure happened, it was the end of her problem. And I said, no, this is not the end of your problem. It's the beginning of a 10-year nightmare. And I dropped the atomic bomb. And she handed me the deed and she said, thank you. Think about that. I said those magic words. Somebody gave me their deed and said, thank you. I didn't even have to give her any money for that property. That's an example of a close. We have different closes for different people in different situations. I'll take questions in a few minutes. 
Um, so come to the workshop, learn how to get access to private money, how to partner on deals. Thousands of people's lives have been transformed. Uh, come and join us. Now, when you register for the workshop, you get something called the Starter Kit. There's a bunch of cool goodies in the Starter Kit. Uh, there's a training program. There's a business plan. You fill out a little survey. It's going to generate a personalized business plan depending on you and your situation, your goals. Uh, there's a, uh, a money resource guide, a Texas money resource guide. Uh, and then at, at the very end, make sure you go all the way to the end. It'll invite you to join the online network. Please join the online network. That's where you can interact with me and all the other members of the community. That's where you can post deals, get access to deals, et cetera. It's a private moderated Facebook group. Uh, and you get invited when you join the uh, workshop as well. So pick the time and location that works best for you. Come live, come online. How many, let's do a quick poll. How many of you would like to come live and in person? Who wants to come live and in person? Okay, how many of you want to come online? Who wants to come online? Okay, we got a couple online. It's okay. You can do a hybrid, by the way. How many don't want to come at all? Any don't want to come at all? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Okay, great. Well, we're going to see you all there. Fantastic. For those of you that want to come online, um, you're welcome to do that. Or you can do a hybrid. Like you can come online and then come live back and forth. Uh, so it's simulcast. Uh, but I will recommend if you can come live, come live. So how's the logistics going to work? Um, we're going to be in a downtown hotel. I think the Driscoll, you're going to get an email. I don't remember with 100% certainty. Uh, we start every morning for the one in Austin. Uh, we start every morning. I'm going to start talking at 9 sharp, okay? Uh, but from 8.30 to 9, we're going to be telling stories and answering questions. So get there at 8.30. And um, it's 24 hours over three days, but we're going to go long Friday, long Saturday, short Sunday. So we, we may go until, I don't know, 7.30, 8 o'clock. really depends on you. If you hold a question, I promise I'll, I'll, I'll answer your questions in just a minute. Um, bring a notepad, one of those notepads. You're going to fill the entire thing up with notes. Uh, come prepared to ask a lot of questions and take a lot of notes. I'm not there to entertain you. I'm there to change your life. Okay, so come with an open mind and a lot of questions. Ask questions, interact. Uh, even during the workshop, I'm going to do something kind of cool. I'm going to call some people during the workshop. We're going to do a property tour right in the middle of the workshop. I mean, I have people walking through houses, showing you their deals, how they found the deal, negotiated the deal, financed the deals, money they made. Uh, I don't even know who's going to be on the tour. It's going to be a tour du jour. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, I guarantee you some of these people are millionaires, multimillionaires directly from having come to a prior workshop. So talk about life-changing uh, and transformational. Um, for those of you interested in commercial, you definitely want to come to the commercial event at the end of August. So you definitely want to do that as well. I said for 50 people, and there's just over 50 here. So from almost all of you, if you register right now, you can even come for free. So how cool is that? And I'll put the link back up in a minute. I do want to make a couple of other announcements, though, really quick. For those of you that want to do the commercial, if you register for the commercial, uh, you will automatically get upgraded to VIP for the residential. So you get to come to both and you'll get upgraded to residential VIP, which is definitely something you want to do. You get preferential seating and extra training program, a really cool training poster as well. Okay, a couple of other comments and then we'll do some questions as well. Um, uh, People ask me, can I get copies of your presentation? Yes, you can. Uh, we're online. Uh, just look up Texas Rias. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Join us. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, hundreds of videos. Uh, go subscribe. You can get copies of the presentations, etc. Um, I already gave you all the logistics, so I don't need to go through that uh, for the starter kit, for the workshop. Uh, I think we're good. I'll take a few questions in a minute. I'll answer a few questions as well. How much experience do I need to do this? 75% of the people that come to the residential workshop are complete rookies. 
Uh, so I assume that 25% of the people that come are experienced investors, but they generally are coming to learn some of the advanced strategies that only we teach. Uh, can I bring a significant other? Highly recommend that you drag them by force if necessary. And I'm going to just tell you, even if they're not interested, I will make them interested. I will make it interesting. Uh, but even if they're not interested, by getting them exposure, they're going to be more supportive. Because if you don't bring them, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to teach you how to go find a house. You're going to go home. You say, honey, we're buying a house. What's honey going to say? What are you, crazy? You're going to lose all our money, blah, 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 blah. Trust me, I will make it fun and interesting, and they're going to be much more supportive. Uh, how do I know this is the real deal? Don't ask me. Okay, ask somebody else that's done it already. In fact, I invite everybody that comes to one of my workshops to give me a review, handwritten review. And we scan every review and we post them on the internet. You want to see thousands of reviews? And you can't fake that. Handwritten with names on it, different handwriting. You can't fake that. Why would I post every single review I get on the internet for the entire world to read and see? Well, go look for yourself. And I'm going to tell you what you're going to find. You know, 99 out of 100 all say the same thing. Oh, my God, this was literally an overwhelming, life-changing experience. And if you don't believe me, go read thousands of reviews from people that actually did this. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at TexasStarterKit.com.